And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, and we'll leave it at that. It is just Nick Zamet here tonight recording the Daily Dribble Podcast. No Lee Hancock and no Ro Hancock. We wish the fellas well as they embark on their little uh, their season's holiday um, at the culmination of the NBA Finals. We had a bit of a discussion, and the fellas thought it'd be an opportune time to kind of sit back, relax, hopefully sip a couple of cocktails by the beach. So we, we wish them well on their little uh, ventures there and look forward to speaking again with them soon. But as we mentioned last week, guys, the show does go on. The, new, the news does not stop for the NBA or the NBL. Uh, we've got a lot to get through today, discussing everything, all the news, all the talking points from throughout the week. In addition to the start, what has been a frenetic start to the NBA free agency period. A lot of news coming out of that one, hot off the press today. Um, so we'll get into that momentarily. Before we do so, though, a big shout-out to the Spotlight Sports Network and the cover. Stoked to be a part of those two networks, doing phenomenal things, as we say, week in and week out for up-and-coming content producers such as ourselves over here at The Daily Dribble. So a big shout-out to those two entities there. Guys, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Oh, I wish Roe was here, and LinkedIn. Um, guys, if you are tuning into this episode, you might be aware, due to certain technical difficulties and myself running the ship here, uh, there won't be a YouTube, I guess a YouTube video of this particular episode. We will endeavour to get that one sorted over the next week or two um, and have it coming back better than ever. Uh, actually, let me know out there, guys. Would you want to watch a podcast with one guy talking? Uh, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. But nevertheless, you will get the audio format here today. So... Without further ado, let's get into it. I'm going to start straight off with free agency as opposed to the odds and ends from throughout the week. A lot to get through. As we said, heaps of deals coming to life today. Lots of extensions, lots of movement. What we'll do, we'll, we'll kind of rip through the main ones, um, do it as a bit of a, a fast-paced episode. We'll rip through the main trades coming out over the last day or two. Um, and then I guess as we get into our season predictions a little bit closer to October, We'll start talking about these players a little more so, but just giving the overall feel of what's transpired over the last 24 to 48 hours. And what we might do here, actually, just uh, just on the fly, we might do it as a bit of a speed round for some of the, I guess, the less notable ones, um, and then we can spend a little more time chatting about some of the, the big-name trades and, and movement that's gone on over the last couple of days. So let's start here quickly with the news that Daniel House is signed on a two-year, $8.5 million Contract now to the 76ers, bolstering their depth there, as well as signing PJ Tucker. Now, we alluded to this on last week's show. Guys, be sure to check it out if you haven't already. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your leading podcast providers. While you're there, do us a flavor. Drop a like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Um, cracker of an episode there with the lads. But he has signed on a three-year, $33 million deal. Uh, a big pickup, and I think, you know, I'll touch on this a little more regarding James Harden, but a real intent on their their championship aspirations. You know, you need that championship pedigree and experience, and Tucker brings that. So excited to see what he can add to this Philly team that, I guess for, you know, all intensive purposes, has really fallen short of the mark over the last season or two. I know in my mind, I've had them right up and around the mark, you know, championship legitimate contenders, and they've not been that yet. Um, so, you know, who knows, with these couple of additions and Possibly plenty more moves to be made. Uh, something could be brewing there in Philly. Uh, we'll move on. Victor Oladipo re-signing with the Heat on a one-year, $11 million deal. Just quickly, you know, we hear a lot of stories. Fred Van Vliet, the man. The man who bet on himself and he got the bag. Well, 
that probably should have been Victor Oladipo as well. He he bet on himself. He shouldn't have bet on himself in this case. Um, unfortunately, you know, succumbing to quite a few significant injuries there. He lost a lot, a lot of money by turning down the Pacers deal. But nevertheless, we wish him well in that return to, to Miami there. Uh, Anthony Simons has signed a four-year extension with the Blazers, $100 million, a budding young superstar there. And certainly, you know, I, I think what is a pretty good running mate for Dame, uh, if he can... Ten- if he can continue, should I say, to develop at the rate he is, you know, Jeremy Grant there, Nurk, um, plenty of plenty of trades still possibly in the wings there waiting to happen. Uh, the Jazz during the, or just today actually, before the, the huge bombshell of KD requesting a trade out of Brooklyn there, which we'll touch on shortly, that's, you know, by far the biggest news to come out of today. What an absolutely league-altering announcement that was. Um, but just pretty much coinciding with that news, the Jazz traded Royce O'Neill to the Nets for a first-round pick. Um, speaking of the Nets, should I say, Paddy Mills has re-signed on a two-year, $14.5 million deal, which is awesome to see that Aussie flavour staying there in Brooklyn, a perfect place now potentially for even a bigger role for him. Gary Payton, this was a late addition this afternoon, Gary Payton signing a three-year, $28 million deal with the Blazers. Phenomenal pick-up there. As I said, just touching on Simon's. That really bolsters what they can do on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, I'm I'm really excited. He's got the chip now. He's got the uh, the experience behind him. Played with some of the top tier talent in the league, and now hopefully he can, I guess, guess add a little bit more of a defensive identity to this Blazers team, which I guess for so long's really, really been an offensive minded team. Which you know, with CJ with Dame at the helm, how could it not be? Uh, but looking forward to seeing what this new New, new and improved, should we say, look at the Blazers, will, uh, what they'll be able to achieve this season. Now, just quickly, I guess before we touch on any more here, um, I just, I guess, I give, I'll give myself a bit of a free pass here, but the news has been flat out today. At work, it was just a non-stop. The, the updates from Woj, from Shams, it was just ding, 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 ding on the notifications. Um, so still trying to process everything that's gone down over the last few days, but, you know, as I said, we'll rip through these today and then, you know, over the coming weeks and getting into those season predictions, we'll be able to analyse the impact that they'll have on these respective teams a little more so. Moving ahead to JaVale McGee, he has signed a three-year, $20 million deal with the Dallas Mavericks. Now, this is a fantastic move, I think. I'll touch on this one a little bit. This is a fantastic move for the Mavs. Um, Just over the last week or two, signing Christian Wood there from the Rockets. JaVale McGee has had almost a career season <coughs> oh pardon me goodness gracious um, a career season just playing that backup role there to DeAndre Ayton and I think he'll be able to be a more than sufficient backup centre to Wood there just makes gives them a few more you know option lineups to, to complement Luca there and a few more scheme um, just just options just to throw a couple of different different things you know at the Warriors they got a little bit stumped there in their lineups but I think this will uh this, this might prove to be one of the, the biggest signings in the offseason, I think. Um, John Morant, as well, has signed a five-year, $193 million extension with the Grizz. That could go up to as much as $231 million. So the young man has got the bag and run with it there. Fantastic to see for him, though. Uh, what we'll do now, guys, we'll get into some of the larger, notable, I guess, talking points that have occurred. Started the other day with John Wall accepting a contract buyout from the Rockets. He's going to sacrifice $6 million there, and it's been picked up by the LA Clippers. Um, what a squad they are assembling here. You know, Kawhi, Paul George, Norman Powell, 
big Rob Covington there, Morris, Reggie Jackson, Zubach. You know, the list goes on and on. Their depth now is phenomenal. And you add John Wall into the fold there, it's really quite a scary proposition and probably a team that's been slept on. Uh, I know coming in, you know, over the last year or two, once they made those big acquisitions of PJ and Kawhi, the sky was kind of the limit. And, uh, you know, these injuries, these injuries have really done a number on them, as it has for many teams, you know, Brooklyn, um, you know, teams of the kind. But I think the Clippers, this is their big opportunity, I reckon, to really have a red-hot dip at it. And I think John Wall is the perfect complementary piece. It'll be interesting to see, though, how they how they tackle him, whether they'll start him in that point guard role. Or if Reggie Jackson, who's been in tremendous form over the last 20, uh, 12 to 24 months, should I say, um, you know, if they if they continue with him um, as, as well, just, I guess, just thinking out loud about how that could possibly work. If they start with John Wall, you know, just, just analysing how that would go with Kawhi and PG, I think it might open, you know, people forget John Wall's only 32 years, well, he'll be 32 when the season starts. But at his time at the Wizards, he was nearly putting up 10 assists a game. We forget how good a playmaker and facilitator he was. I'd just be interested to see if, if he does start, if they go back to, I guess, that more mentality of him being a pass-first point guard. Uh, might open a few more avenues for Kawhi and Paul George and just enable them to take a little bit of a, a little bit of a break on offense, you know, especially in the regular season where you want to, you know, just, just keep them healthy, keep them wrapped in cotton wool a little bit. Um, but I guess on the other side of that, if he does go to the bench in that, you know, sixth man role, with his experience, I reckon he could orchestrate a second unit pretty well, you know, alongside Norman Power, Robert Covington. That's going to be a pretty dynamic second second unit there. Um, and he's, he's still got the mobility and speed to, to pick up the tempo um, and just kind of orchestrate as that as that lead guy in the second unit. So, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see how that plays out, and I think it's a fantastic move. As I said, John Wall is only going to be 32 once the season commences once again. You know, he's got plenty of miles left in the league, and we've, I guess, really been ripped off at the prime of John Wall so far. You know, you kind of forget... What an explosive athlete he was, you know. When you think of, I guess, De'Aaron Fox, Russell Westbrook, these nuclear-level athletes, John Wall was right there with them. Uh, so I certainly hope that he he can uh, get a bit of a bit of a run at it this time, and you know, in the back nine of his career, start to uh, start to show out once again. Speaking of the Clippers and Zubac in particular, the Clippers declined his seven and a half million player option for this season. Instead, the man got a three-year, $33 million extension, which I think is fantastic rewards for a guy who averaged, you know, 10 points, eight and a half rebounds last season. You know, all major counting uh, categories there. He, career highs. I think, you know, it kind of goes almost unnoticed what he does on both ends of the floor. He's almost a bit of a glue guy for this Clippers team. As a Lakers fan, uh, I'd be slightly remiss if I said I was, wasn't was disappointed that we let him go so early. You know, since he's... Headed, headed to the uh, to the dark side, should we say. He's uh, really started showing out, so quite disappointed that we don't have him in our ranks, but uh, fantastic to see him get, get rewards for, for the effort and hard work he's putting in over there. Right, let's transition to the Brooklyn Nets here. Uh, Kyrie Irving, kickstart things, he opted into his $37 million player option with the Nets. Granted, it still looks as if he'll be on his way out of Brooklyn, forcing a way out of Brooklyn, and that's become even more prominent with the absolute bombshell that was dropped today. KD, Kevin Durant, has officially put in his request for a trade. 
He's even dropped his ideal destinations, Phoenix or Miami. Now, I don't know about you guys. Be sure to let us know. But you know, if I had my way, Miami wouldn't be a bad spot to hang out and get a boatload of cash. You know, sitting on the beach, Jimmy Butler working hard, being the man with him, Pat Riley, you know, working you like a dog horse. But when when it's all said and done and you clock off for the day, living it up in the, in the streets of Miami, I could think of work, worse places to be. But, um, you know, this was a huge Huge, huge announcement. This, as I said at the top of the episode, league-altering. Um, you know, when you look at players in this league, well, should I, I guess should I say maybe, I think just about every team in the league has put forth a trade a trade package towards KD. Um, and when you look at players that you would make untouchable in trade deals, it is a very, very, very short list. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, you're looking at Giannis, Jokic, Steph Curry, Luka, uh, there's not many more players in the league that you wouldn't put in a package to acquire KD. Uh, just you know, it just shows what he's what what he's capable of and what he's still got left to achieve. This is a four year deal now. That's what made it so unusual. This contract extension he had with the Nets just about to kick in four years. So whoever gets him has you know hypothetically, unless he forces his way out of another situation, got four years of KD. Um, he is just. When it's all said and done, he's he's probably almost been undervalued now as to, you know, once once he made that move to the Warriors, things kind of took a bit of a turn in, I guess, KD's popularity and his, I guess, impact on the league. Um, but, you know, at 33 years, he has still got so much left to offer. One of the greatest scorers in the history of NBA. I think any team would be clamoring to get him. Um, speaking to teams looking to get him, I, I just off the off the top of the dome here, as I said, most teams are putting in packages. I know the Celtics were looking at possibly a, a Jalen Brown centered package, um, but I think the big ticket, you know, it's a destination he would be happy to go to, Phoenix. I think Phoenix are well and truly in pole position here. You know, DeAndre Ayton is on the outs there. Um, if you put together a package of, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson. You'd probably have to put Bridges in there for salary matching um, and a couple of draft picks. I reckon that is probably the front runner. That is probably the front runner there. Um, you know, I, in my head, every name that's brought up is linked with the Lakers. I don't think that'll be happening, nor for the Clippers. So I don't think he'll be heading out to LA. Uh, but I'm I'm incredibly excited to see how this one plays out. You know, this will, as I said, league altering KD. Um, you know, any team that he goes to is arguably going to be a championship favourite. And, you know, it's, it's kind of sad to see, though, how his tenure with Brooklyn's all come to an end, even last season. Just 30 points, 7.5 rebounds, 6.5 assists. Um, you know, phenomenal numbers. But this uh, this Brooklyn experiment, that has gone up in absolute flames. You know, it kind of feels like hand-in-hand hand if KD goes. Uh, we're probably going to be losing Kyrie as well there. So, wow. What's that? Imagine that going into the off season, you've got KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, you know, looking to re-sign Paddy Mills. Got all the boys there. Hopefully, a healthy Joe Harris back. And now, now she's staring it down the barrel of losing KD, probably Kyrie, and being anchored in with Ben Simmons. Like that, like it, it's a it's a real conundrum here as to what Brooklyn do because if they try and you know blow it up, then. Uh, all their all their picks are heading to Houston. That that occurred with that James Harden trade. So, you know, they'd be licking their lips at the moment. Um, but I, I think whatever they do, they've got to get um, player player equity back here. You know, they, any package has got to involve probably a, a fringe all star player or two. 
um, and another young player at, at least. You know, we saw the package that occurred with AD a couple of years ago from the from the Pelicans to the Lakers. You know, the assortment that that got: Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, the plethora of picks. This package could well surpass that. This could go down as probably, probably the biggest package in NBA history. Uh, that would not come as a surprise at all. But uh, we'll absolutely keep you updated on all the movements of that one. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, we, we might even have to do a little emergency breaking news pod for that one because, yeah, that's, that is going to transform the league. Um, horrible time to be uh, a Nets fan as well, buying the jerseys, loading up on merch, you know, the boys are there and it's all, it's all just folded. We, we didn't even get a, a proper look at that Nets team in full flight. Actually, I just saw a stat before that uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in their time since Clay's return um, in the back end of the season and the finals played combined more games than Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, wow, yes, Nick, you are on fire. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant over that three-year period, which is just downright disgusting. Um, and, you know, as NBA fans of the league, um, you know, pretty devastating. You know, this could have been one of the greatest dynasties of all time. It had that potential with, you know, Harden, KD, Irving. It, it felt damn near unstoppable when it all came to life, but now we'll never know. Um, but looking forward to seeing how that one plays out with KD there. Let's transition to the purple and gold. Russell Westbrook has opted in, no surprises here, to his $47 million option there with the Lakers. Oof. Oof, $47 million. What would you do with that? What would you do with that indeed? This is a huge, 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 huge talking point across this offseason. Um, you know, I know from all, all reports coming out thus far, the Lakers are still looking to shop him. But really, who is going to want to take on that contract? At, uh, at almost, you know, I'm, I'm a Russell Westbrook fan, but his output is not indicative of that amount of money. Uh, you know, at 33 years starting to slow down in the athleticism department at the minute. His shot is escaping him. I, I just don't know what you do with him at this point in time, especially paired in that Lakers roster with AD, with LeBron, you know, such ball-dominant players. I just don't see where he fits in at the moment. Um, again, another player. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the course of the next couple of weeks, but I think it's still a name that is well and truly a, a trade candidate there. With oh, Well... With all talk, a lot of talk this week being potentially a Westbrook for Irving swap. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. That would be absolutely outrageous. But, uh, well, yeah, watch watch this space on this one. i tell you what, I would love to hear all Lakers fans out there. Hit me up, guys. I'm always down for a chat. Slide into our, our daily dribble DMs, my personal DMs. Let me know what you think of this Westbrook, I guess, experience. Would you like to see him stay with the Lakers for another season? Would you like to try and offload him? And if so, what are the trades that you would like to uh, to put forth? Fire up the trade machine and uh, hit me up. I'm a sicko. I love reading that stuff. So be sure to hit me up, guys. Uh, we also had the news that Nikola Jokic, the back-to-back MVP, has signed the largest contract in NBA history, a five-year, $264 million extension. Very, very, very well deserved there for the Joker. Yeah, no, he has been the premier big man over the last couple of years um, and certainly deserved this contract, a key, key cog of what the Nuggets are trying to achieve. And again, another team. Like, I'm looking forward, over the next couple of weeks, I'll have my season 
I guess, gradings from what's transpired over the season that's just occurred. Uh, but then as you know, September, October starts to roll around, we'll start ramping up the uh, the predictions for the, the coming season. And the Nuggets will certainly be an interesting one. Adding Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. back into the fold. Um, they could be primed and poised ready for a, a big season. Again, like the Clippers, another sleeper team in the West that people probably aren't giving their, their just desserts to. Uh, let's transition to the East. Speaking of big franchises, the New York Knickerbockers, uh, they started their week by trading... Uh, they, they traded Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to the Piston, um, therefore creating an additional $19 million in cap space. They also sent a 2023 and 2024 second round pick and $6 million to Detroit um, just to get that uh, get off those contracts there. Uh, poised them to make a massive offer to none other than Jalen Brunson. It's been the talk of the week. Uh, it felt inevitable that it was coming, but it was signed here today. The Knicks offered Brunson a four-year deal worth $104 million. So, you know, roughly 26 a season. Um, earlier in the day, the Mavs had offered him five years at $106 million. So, you know, a, a good pickup there for him. Got his got his money there, Brunson, from the, from the, uh, from the Knicks. Oh, goodness, the Knicks. Where to start? Such a funny team. Now, I know on last week's show, we spoke to the boys from the fifth and dribble. Matty B and I were weighing up whether their draft night was a success. Um, and I guess the Knicks as a whole, where they're at as a franchise. You know, spending this amount of money, you know, for a, for a player of Brunson's calibre, you know, he averaged 16.5 points, four rebounds, nearly five assists last season while shooting 37% from three. Um, you know, is he the guy to take them forward? He is not a marquee pace. You know, he's a really adept, I reckon, number two. Uh, but he's not your number one guy, and I just don't think the Knicks have that at the moment. Julius Randle's not it. RJ Barrett isn't it at the moment. And they've, they've dropped a lot. Like, they needed guard depth. They needed a competent guard to run that unit. Brunson's that guy. But he's not there. He's not going to turn their fortunes around. So the Knicks just feel like a team that's kind of wallowing in, we'll use that word, mediocrity again. Um, you know, after the heights they achieved the year before last, getting clinching home court, you know, a home court berth there, uh, making those acquisitions in Fournier and Walker in the in last off season, uh, it's really been a bit of a uh, a bit of a freefall there for the Knicks this season, and I I just don't know where they're at at the moment. Um, you know, Brunson for as good as he is, you know, he kept he kept the Mavs afloat while whilst Luca battled with injuries, and you know, across games one and two in that playoff series versus the Jazz. He was their shining light. He kept them going, and without him, that could have been an entirely different series. But um, I just don't think he is the guy to get them back into home court contention. Probably struggling to get playoff contention at all. Um, you know, the East is so deep at the moment, rattling through the teams. You know, your Bucks, Philly, um, the Heat there, you know, your Bulls, Hawks. There is a lot, a lot of quality all the way through, and teams are only getting better. I just don't think this this deal puts the uh, the Knickerbockers back where they need to be. Well, speaking of a team that uh, case could be, they're probably wallowing in mediocrity as well. The Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal opted out of his thirty six and a half million dollar player option, and therefore re-signed with the Wizards on a five year two hundred and fifty one million dollar deal. Um, wow, boy oh boy, where are we? This is a Albatross of a contract, you know. There's no denying Bill is one of the most talented scorers in the league. 
<coughs> wow, my goodness, I've got a frog in the throat tonight. Oh, goodness gracious me, where's the water? Um, Bradley Bill, you know, last season, though, had a real dip in form, only averaging 23 points. You know, if you're paying a guy, on average, 50-plus million a season, you need more than that. Uh, the two seasons prior, he was above 30 points a game, and you're going to need that. Uh, this has the potential, especially in the back end of that contract when he's 33, 34, to look like big overs, big, big overs here. So, you know, another team, another team that's really hard to pinpoint where they're at. You could see a world in which it all works together. KP, Bill, <coughs> um, you, I'll, I'll speak about shortly the news of adding Will Barton. There is potential there, but are they good enough? The East is stacked at the moment. I just don't know if... Uh, if this is enough to get them where they need to be. Again, kind of wallowing in that no man's land. Um, for Bill, though, he's, it's just, he's one of those guys. He's probably first top of the list every time a trade, you know, a trade deadline comes around. He's the one guy that is rumoured in every single deal. He's always on the move, and yet here he stays in Washington. Uh, given it his all, you can't fault his heart. It kind of feels like a bit of a Damian Lillard-type situation that he's going to uh, kind of die on his sword. Um but wish him all the best there. <coughs> Goodness gracious. Wow. Get the butter menthols out. Um, speaking of blokes declining their options, their monster options, James Harden declined his $47.3 million option. Um, although he looks set to be re-signing with Philly on a more team-friendly deal. Uh, giving, their, giving them a little more flexibility to put pieces around him and Embiid, Tobias Harris, to really contend and make a go of it. Um, so... You know, hats off to Harden. Hats off to Harden. A lot of blokes would have just taken the bag and tried to make it work. But he's he's taking the team-friendly approach. You know, granted, he, he's still going to get an absolute bag here. Uh, there's no denying that. It's still probably going to be in the high 30s range, I reckon, low 40s. Um, but just giving them that little more flexibility, I think, is uh, going to be really beneficial. And from all reports as well, he looks like he's starting his preseason training early, really committing to it, which you, which you love to see. Better than uh, strip club Harden, anyway. Uh, Bobby Portis rejected a $4.6 million option with the Bucks, Rightly so. Crazy eyes, Bobby Portis was a man on a mission last season. A man put up 14.5 points, 9 rebounds, and therefore was rewarded with a four-year, $49 million contract. Uh, stoked that the Bucks actually splashed the cash to get him. I kind of thought he would be on the move, but he was an integral part of what they did this season, uh, and I think it was really you know, kind of, kind of pivotal that they, they got him in that fold. Um, just as a culture guy, the intensity he plays with and his output now is uh, is phenomenal, second to none. So really glad to see that one come to life. A couple of tr- other trades that went down during the week. We started with the Nuggets in a two-team trade. The Nuggets receiving Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith and the Wizards receiving Will Barton and Monte Morris. So let's have a little quick look at this one. Uh, Kuz and Morris, how's that? Teammates in grade eight. Always said they'd play together, and that time is now. Um, you know, phenomenal little little journey. That's that's all come around there. Um, for the Nuggets, you know, they're getting with this move, getting under the tax, getting off Barton and and Smith, uh, Barton and Mont- Morris's contract there, get some under the tax, whilst also getting a capable three and D three and D shooter there in uh, alongside Jokic, Porter, and Murray. Um, you know, I I think as well is Smith really really capable. Really capable guard there. Adds a little bit of guard depth. I think he's almost been undervalued. Bit of a journeyman within the league. If he plays, suits up for the, the Nuggets there in a game. 
will be playing for a record 13th franchise. So phenomenal little stat there. What a journey it's been for Ish there. Um, but I, th- I think what KCP will add is, is a, lot, a lot more than what Will Barton and Monte Morris were going to do for this team this season. Uh, Barton was, was pretty solid this season. Um, you know, averaging 15, 5 and 4. But I think once you add Porter and Murray back into the fold, he's a guy who needs to bowl a little bit more, whereas uh, Pope can be a, a spot-up three-point shooter and get back on the defensive end, doesn't need the ball in his hand as much. So I think that'll work well. On the Wizards side, they get a tertiary scorer now behind Bill and Porzingis, all going well and all healthy. Um, you know, as I said, 15, 5, and 4. They, they are handy, handy stats, and if you're that tertiary guy, you would be absolutely stoked with that. So, I don't know. How does everyone feel about the Nuggets? I feel like they're, as I said, being slept on. Jokic, once you put Porter and, and Murray alongside him, I think people forget how good Murray was. That bubble experience, watching him and Donovan Mitchell go back and forth, dropping 50-point games. Um, you know, it's really inspired me with a belief that the Nuggets could be a genuine, genuine title contender this season. So watch that space on this one. Andre Drummond has signed a $6.6 million deal with the Bulls. Uh, will be the backup to Vooch there if all stays as is at the moment. Uh, Vooch, another name that's been rumoured on, on trade talks. But uh, if he stays there, we'll play backup to Vooch. 28 years old. Still has a lot to offer the league, I think. And I think this is a very team-friendly deal. Uh, you, know, you just need to get him motivated, playing and hungry again. I, I really liked what he did with Philly as that, as that backup there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The Bulls, again, a team in the East. They're, they're really in a position where they could make waves. Their big piece of news is going to be re-signing Zach Levine that looks imminent over the next day or two. Um, but Drummond, I think, a really good pick-up there for them. Okay, we spoke a little bit about Russell Westbrook before. We'll transition. We'll talk about the Purple and Gold a little bit more here. Uh, they, the Lakers, during the day, lost Malik Monk to the Kings on a two-year, $19 million deal which I must say I was quite upset about. I was really disappointed to lose the monkey man, just as it seemed as if all reports he was really hell-bent on remaining with the Lakers, even, you know, looking to take, take a little bit less money. Uh, so a very handy pick-up there for the Kings. You know, you put him alongside shooters, you know, Barnes, Fox. Um, if they can all find their stroke, they're going to be a really worrying team on the offensive end, just pure heaters, left, right and centre. Uh, but the Lakers did manage to sign Lonnie Walker on a one-year deal. Last year, averaged 12 points, 2.5 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, the big key for him, especially on this Lakers team, you know, as we said, when you got LeBron, AD, Westbrook, you just need to put shooters around him. And last year, Lonnie, Lonnie struggled a little bit from three. The season prior, he was at 35.5%. Last season, down to 31.5%, which is not going to cut it here. You know, they're going to need big, big things out of him. 23 years old, there's still plenty of room for growth. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be a uh, a real, real shake-up for him. If he starts missing shots and, you know, falling below par, he's going to find himself out of the rotation, out of minutes very, very quickly, I reckon. Uh, because the Lakers also added Troy Brown Jr. and Juan Toscano. Toscano, what a great name. Juan Toscano Anderson, we love him from the Warriors there. Um, fresh off winning his chip. Great pickup, I think, for the Lakers. You know, Troy Brown Jr. on the minimum as well. Got a little bit of depth now. Uh, and that's all you need. You need bodies around these LeBron's ADs, Westbrooks. Keep them healthy. Keep them fit and firing. 
get into the playoffs. That's key. Get into the playoffs and then then let them do their do their thing. Now, let's move ahead. This might arguably be the biggest trade that's occurred so far. The Atlanta Hawks receiving Dejounte Murray and Jock Landale, and with that, the Spurs receiving Danilo Gallinari. Three first-round picks in 2023, 2025, and 2027, as well as the rights to to swap picks in 2026. So, wow, what a pickup for the Hawks! What an absolutely dynamic backcourt this is going to be with Trey Young and and Murray there. Two years, 34 million left on that contract. Very, very team friendly. Very team friendly. You love to see it. All star last season, averaged 21, eight and nine. Um, and I'm really excited about what avenues this might open up for the Hawks. It'll enable Trey Young to play a little more off the ball, I think. You know, I think he's well well in a position now to average plus 30 points a game this season. You know, led the league in total accumulative points last season. Could well go back-to-back on that front, I think. Um, this is... And just having that kind of defensive presence that Murray brings, being able to cover up some of Trey's deficiencies is, is massive. Um... I'm I'm super, super high on this. Super high on this trade. I think, you know, this, I think what it'll do for Trey Young is really elevate his game to the next level. I think the Hawks are still in a position to make, make a couple of moves. Clint Capella could still be a trade candidate. John Collins been heavily rumored in quite a lot of destinations. Um, You know, I'd love, I'd love to see Jock Landau super, super high on Jock there, get a little bit more game time, play behind a convoy there. Um, and just play like a small ball five. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the Hawks have still got quite a few moves to make, but just love this move. Hey, here we go. Here's a fun stat. We love stats around here. Trey Young and DeJounte Murray will be the first pair of teammates in NBA history who each averaged 20 points per game and nine assists per game in the previous season. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just the creativity that this team's going to have now. Um, and it, it takes so much pressure off Trey. As I said, getting him off the bowl a little bit more, I think is just going to bode so well for this team. And again, another team. This East, it is looking super, super stacked at the minute. Watch out for them. Transitioning to the Spurs side of it, um, you know, Pop pop running it back with nothing. From the ground up, this is full rebuild now. Gallinari will be waived. Um, but I, I, I do think this was the right move for the franchise. You know, I, I really, I really do believe if you're a team that's going nowhere, and they kind of get a free pass, making the the playoffs twenty years in a row just before they they get a bit of a pass to be able to rebuild and blow it up. But I think if you're a team that's just wallowing in mediocrity, there we go, Roy. If you're tuning in, mate, I think we're up to three or four dollars in the old kitty. Um, wallowing in medi- mediocrity, there, going nowhere, treading water, it, it doesn't benefit anyone. I think they've made the right move, clear the decks, get all those draft assets, three first-round picks and the pick swap in 2026 is fantastic. It's fantastic. And they uh, you know, they they would have certainly had a lot of offers from many teams and driven the price up there. But it just, I'm really excited about the future for the Spurs. They get another crack at potentially Victor Wembeni... Oh, hold on. I've got to slow down and get this right. Wembeniyama in next season's draft. Seven-foot-three power forward out of France is regarded as a generational talent and a name you're all certainly going to be hearing a lot more of, as all of all of us NBA fans will. Um, he is just regarded so, so highly, and just having another crack at him, fantastic. Fantastic. Fingers crossed they get him. You know, Keldon Johnson, 
probably takes that lead now as the, the start, well, the best player on the team. But another guy who could could possibly be a be a trade candidate there for teams. I wonder what the over under is for the Spurs. Eighty two games. I reckon. I reckon it's going to be set at twenty and a half. Twenty and a half wins. What do you reckon, guys? I might pose that as a question during the week. Be sure to let me know. Hit me up. Slide into the DMs. Twenty and a half wins. Do you reckon the Spurs get over or under? You know, based on talent, I would think under. But you can never really count out a team. Like with Pop there, you're going to eke out wins. You know, this is his dream situation, just having a bunch of misfits, a bunch of nobodies, getting them to work hard and play, you know, high-intensity ball. Uh, they could eke out a few wins there. So very interested to see what route the Spurs go. Guys, as we said, what a like, what an absolutely barnstorming start to the free agency period. I really have rattled through these rather quickly. I know there's a lot of other news that went down today, but I'd be here all night, you know, discussing the Gary Harris's, the Chris Boucher's, uh, the Mo Bumbers of the world, every one of the kind. So they were kind of the main and notable ones. We'll be sure to keep you up to date with all the news that unfolds over the, the coming days because uh, there will no doubt be plenty of it. But, um, you know, I, th- I think no doubt about it, the biggest piece of news coming out, KD requesting that trade. Uh, I can't wait to see where he ends up. I am fearful for the rest of the league, depending on where he goes, that this this is going to alter the landscape. Um, I kind of hope he stays out east there because as it is, the, the Lakers have got a lot of competition. You know, I was very disappointed with how their season fell apart. Um, but, you know, nothing short of playoffs, you know, anything short of playoffs, should I say, is disgraceful next season. Uh, they've really got to have a red-hot dip. And if KD transitions to the West, it just makes it that all that much harder. Um, but, yeah, certainly looking forward to seeing how that plays out along with the rest of free agency. Daily Dribble. Okay, so we did the episode a little bit backwards. What is it? Why the cats are away, the mice will play. Whilst I'm running the show, normally it's odds and ends that's come first. We might uh, might transition that one and do it at the back end of the show here. We might start with some coaching news that Steve Clifford is returning as head coach of the Hornets. Shout out to my man Lee. Uh, last job was with the Magic, but was head coach of the Hornets in between 2013 and 2018. Uh, you know... All things considered, as soon as Kenny Atkinson fell through, it was kind of, um, you know, hitting that big red emergency button. But I think they've found a suitable replacement in Clifford, you know, regarded as one of the top defensive coaches in the league. And that's what we were so high about in regards to Kenny Atkinson, just his defensive side of it, but also his, you know, what he gets out of his players in terms of development. Um, I think Clifford's a really, really good replacement there just to fill that void and Hopefully get a little bit of uh, a little bit of defensive identity, you know, back in that Hornets team that has been so offensive minded over the last two seasons. Will Hardy has signed on a five year deal to coach the Utah Jazz, comes off the back of being an assistant with the Celtics, and he will be become the youngest coach in the league. Thirty four years old, so tremendous there. Will Hardy. I hadn't heard of him to be honest. Celtics fans out there, had you? Um, but awesome for him, a young guy getting a getting a big job. You know, this is a team. Again, they've they've really not fulfilled their potential so far, and uh, uh, I just don't know where they fit in that Western Conference hierarchy. But he's going to have a big job on his hands. He'll have David Fisdale joining as an associate GM there. Um, so fantastic to get Fizz back in the fold of a franchise and and just help give a little bit of experience in that back up in that front office. 
<laughs> just quickly, funny one here, funny one. I find it funny. I find it stupid. I find it just egotistical. Um, the way these rookies behave now, you know, there is no respect during the world. Okay, here it is. There's confidence and then there's delusion. During the week, Benedict Matherin, uh, he called out LeBron James and just said he can't wait to play him. You know, he's going to lock his ass up. He hasn't proved anything yet. And that is just the ultimate level of disrespect. If You you cannot disrespect the king. If you're going to pick anyone in the league, that is not the guy you want to rev up. LeBron is going to come out and shit on you. So, you know, it kind of coincided shit Holmgren the other day, uh, saying that no one in the league can, can guard him. Like, mate, get a grip. Just sit down, be humble. Once you've proved yourself, you've had a red-hot dip, that is when you can start talking. But now you've just put so much pressure and heat on yourself, uh, I certainly will be watching with eager anticipation to see what they can deliver and if they can put their money where their mouth is. Uh, Here's a bit of sweet one. Speaking of the Hornets, you know, they've really been in turmoil, you know, in terms of their players over the last couple of weeks. Started with Trez getting, getting caught with the marijuana there, drug trafficking, Miles Bridges the other day was arrested for domestic violence, um, got into an altercation with his partner. By the time he, the police arrived, he was gone, but later turned himself in, uh, was arrested with the bail set at 130000 uh, since being released. But it kind of came to light today, uh, the actual extent of the injuries. Um, his, his wife, actually, partner, wife, uh, Michelle Johnson there, she's been absolutely battered. Um, like, I, I can't imagine what she's beginning to go through. Uh, this is absolutely devastating for her. And, you know, there is no place in the world for this. Not in a, you know, an athlete sense. This is globally. Domestic violence is disgusting. Um, and I think he he really needs to serve some repercussions. He was a name that was regarded as, you know, one of the top free agents this season. Big money offers coming his way. But he has really just lost the plot here. Um, you know, I'll kind of... Hearts go out to her, broken nose, you know, bruises and cuts left, right and centre. Uh, really quite horrific what is what she's had to go through. Um, so certainly wish her a speedy recovery and hope that some level of pun- like there needs to be a punishment for Bridges. Uh, this is this is just it's not on. Um, we certainly don't condone it. No one condones it. Um, he needs a real reality check. I've certainly lost a lot of respect for him, and he certainly hasn't done his career any favours whatsoever. Also announced during the week, the salary cap. It was announced it's projected to be at $123.6 million this season, an increase of $11.6 million, up from that 100, 112 there. Uh, it's awesome just to see. It shows the growth and the health of the league at the moment and then you know, just adds weight to some of these contracts that are given out. As we said, Jokic, the largest contract in NBA history. Um, you know, All that taken into account when you're looking at the league's forecast over the next few years when they give these extensions. But... Uh, yeah, huge amount of money, $123.6 million projected. That'll be announced before the monitorium there. Um, but yeah, very interesting just to see it go up 11, nearly $12 million. That's quite a jump, 10% roughly, I'll give or take. Um, big jump there, so the league doing good things. Transitioning to the NBL, guys, a couple of just little points here. The, the Boomers beat China last night. Thrilling game. They now officially get their way out of, of Group B. They're in the FIBA World Cup qualifying, beating China 76-69. to 69. Um, I won't speak too much about it, but a great win there. Good to see the Tassie boys, the Tassie Jack Jumpers, Jack McVeigh, Sammy McDaniel, um, Clint Steindl there, all getting a run, all getting hot. 
Good stuff there, boys. Uh, and just speaking of NBL talent that's going to be heading abroad soon, Taji McCall, a player Rowan and I have spoken about quite extensively with the uh, with the Cairns Taipans this season, averaged 16 points, 5.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. He'll be joining the Washington Wizards for Summer League. <coughs> oh, was a key part of the Lakeland Magic's G League Championship team in 2020-2021. Only 25. He's going to be 25 in August. It's awesome to see a young guy get another chance and a real opportunity to make the league. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, and we certainly wish him all the best. Uh, certainly deserves another crack at it. It would be an, a wicked signing for any franchise. Other players heading to Summer League. McCaw Maker from the Sydney Kings Championship winner will be joining the Bulls. Uday Bubba from Melbourne United and Justinian Jessup from the Hawks will suit up for the Warriors. So we certainly wish all those players the best. Tell you what, broken record over here once again, just reiterating the fact that the NBL is such a phenomenal pathway for these players now. You know, the, the kind of avenues it's opening up, the exposure it's getting, it uh, really is making dreams come true. As we spoke about on our, our draft show the last week with the boys from the 5th and Dribble, you know, Lukey Travers, Dyson Daniels, you know, Hugo Besson, Usman Dang, all these players getting exposure from the NBL, putting them into the NBA limelight. Uh, it's fantastic. Certainly can't wait for next season. Coming coming around very, very quickly there. Guys, as I said, there was a lot of news today. I, I tell you what, I was a little bit nervous coming into this one. Uh, the first time in probably, what is it, two and a half, three years that I'd actually done an episode by myself. So it, it's taken a little bit of adjusting over the next couple of weeks whilst the fellas are away i'm sure i'll fine-tune this process hopefully get the youtube back up and running um but yeah no thoroughly enjoyed it i'm glad the show's still going on there's still so much to recap as i said i've only just touched the tip of the iceberg on all the free agency news just to give you guys a little bit of clarity about what the plan is for the next couple of weeks i'll still be here still running solo gonna be dropping next week my eastern conference gradings for the season that was um, a lot to break down there, you know, kind of coinciding that with, or I guess comparing it to what we predicted at the start of the season. Um, and then the following week, we'll do the Western Conference. So a lot to look forward to there. Guys, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. I will be keeping the news flowing. Um, all your updates, all the breaking news from the NBA free agency. There's going to be a lot happening over the coming weeks. So stay tuned for all them. Guys, share, like, subscribe. Tell a mate. Tell a mate about the show. Get the word out there, the Daily Dribble. We've got big things planned. I know the boys are away at the moment, but uh, you know team meetings are still going on. We've got plenty of ideas for our for next season, so a lot to look forward to there. Um, and, yeah, it's awesome. Guys, be sure to hit me up. I love having a chat about ball. So in regards to, as we said, the, the KD trade packages, um, destinations, any other news, hit me up. I love having a chat. So be sure to slide in to the DMs. And, guys... Enjoy what's going to be a phenomenal week. Enjoy the off-season, but still taking all the news. Till next week, though, I'll be running hot next week. Stay up to date, subscribe, so you get next week's app as soon as it drops. Till then, though, love you, bye.